Welcome to the Auburn UMC Clergy Conversations podcast. Each week, our pastors take an in-depth look at Scripture and preview their message for Sunday morning services. We're glad you joined us. For more information about Auburn UMC, please visit our website at aumc.net. Hello, and welcome to our conversation this week. I am Kelly. And I am Corey. I'm Charles. And we are taking a break from the book of Mark this week, and we are spending a little bit of time having a conversation in the book of Hebrews chapter 10. So before we get started, will you pray for us, Corey? I'll be happy to. Let us pray. Gracious God, be with us now wherever we find ourselves. Um, Help us to know that your presence is there. Thank you for the opportunity to open your word and to be in conversation with one another. We pray that In the midst of life, we will just remember that you are always with us. Guide and bless and direct us, we pray in your holy name. Amen. And will you read for us? I'll be glad to. So our scripture comes from Hebrews chapter 10, beginning in verse 19 uh, through 25. Therefore, my friends, since we have confidence to enter the sanctuary by the blood of Jesus, by the new and living way that he opened for us through the curtain, that is, through his flesh, And since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us approach with a true heart and full assurance of faith, with our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast to the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how we may provoke one another to love and good deeds, not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another all the more as you see the day approaching. Those are words that are um, complicated a little bit for us in 2021. Uh, Mm -hmm. Charles, um, what did it say about blood? Um, Yes, it it said a lot about blood. And it talks about that we, because of the blood of Jesus, that we do approach the sanctuary of God with this confidence, Mm -hmm. with this, authenticity and as I was kind of writing that out and meditating on it I, I thought back I know this won't surprise many people but in kindergarten first grade and halfway through second grade I spent a lot of time in the principal's office I would never. and um, you would never never but but I would would go there and um, Miss Bryant was one secretary. Miss Kosky was the other secretary. They would drink tab. You remember tab? Oh, I remember tab. I, I cannot. Tab. Yeah, I cannot I think can't. of tab. It's like flat coke. It is awful. I cannot think of tab with that. And then Miss Kosky, she kind of smelled like Virginia Slim cigarettes sometimes. <laughs> you know? But they would just treat me just the best. I would sit on their desk and talk to them. Um, and I never had this any fear of the principal's office. I, I love being there. And the reason was for those years, that two and a half years, my, my father was the principal of mm-hmm. my school. Mm-hmm. And about halfway through second grade, I realized it was probably not real cool to have your dad as principal. That may not be a good thing. <laughs> but, but up till then, uh, always just approach that, that office just with confidence and just um, with a, a, a joy and just knowing people there. Um, but it was all because who was in the office yeah. there. And I think um, through, again, this literature that's just a little bit complicated, goes back and forth, basically it's saying that we can approach the sanctuary because of who was in there, because of God, mm-hmm. and not because of anything we've done. I mean, it wasn't anything I did to, um, to deserve mm-hmm. that good, good treatment from the principal, from the secretaries, and everybody there. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but but all because of who was in the office or who's in the the sanctuary and so that is where our hope and our trust lies is in Mm. in god and not in not in ourselves and i think that's part of what the author of hebrews is is saying that we have this full assurance of faith um because of god and, and because of who we are as his children so it's not like anything you did it was this gift of relationship that invited you mm-hmm. that's maybe the best analogy of this text or like ever. it yeah in the whole that i've ever heard to be honest let's, pa- let's pack it up can and we go patent home. that or yeah. something and, and i almost add it to the text because charles that that helps me because i when i hear um, because of the blood of Jesus and things like that, you're welcome to come in. There's a part of me that's just squeamish and just Ooh. sounds, I, it sounds off. You know, when mm-hmm. you think about it, it sounds scary, scary, yeah. and, and uninviting. Yeah. But to hear your take on this is really beautiful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it, it's warm and hopeful, and and I know it's. I know we're probably because we're reading this 20 mm-hmm. centuries removed, and the imagery doesn't mean the same, but. Mm-hmm. I love that. Well, I love that, and I think it kind of speaks to what's happening in verse 23. Let's hold on to the confession of our hope without wavering. Mm-hmm. That's what the Common English Bible says, that none of this is about what we've done or who we are. Everything in our faith is about who God is, and that's mm-hmm. what you expressed so beautifully. Right. Yeah. Well, and the, the ending part of that verse is, for he who promised is faithful. Mm-hmm. So, again, it kind yeah. of concludes with the relationship, as you, yeah. as you say. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's what, when I'm reading the Message Bible, and mm-hmm. it starts off, So friends, we can now, without hesitation, walk right up to God, into the holy place. Which really resonates with what your, that whole image you gave us mm-hmm. of being able to feel accepted and loved and welcomed into the place that many might feel frightened of or uh, scared of or ashamed of. You think about, mm-hmm. when we think of a principal's office, it's mm-hmm. like, we're often in trouble, you know, because we laughed at the beginning when you gave started the story off. I was thinking, oh no, yeah. What <laughs> but did then you I remembered, do? oh yeah, your dad was the principal. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool. One of the things that really jumps off the page for me, and I think it's probably just after this last two years of what we've experienced of worshiping from home, of working from home, of social distancing, of all that we've kind of endured is where it picks up in verse 24. Uh, And it says, and let us consider each other for the purpose of sparking love and good deeds. Charles, I think yours says, provoking one another Mm -hmm. for love. Mm -hmm. Don't stop meeting together with other believers. And here's where it gets me which some people have gotten into the habit of doing. I am guilty of that. Instead, encourage each other, especially as you see the day drawing near. I love that there's this promise of our hope and of who Mm -hmm. God is, but there's also some really beautiful, practical, timely advice for us. Uh, Continue to encourage one another, provoke one another. When I think of provoke, I think of like, not necessarily in a good way. It's what we do uh, sometimes. Right. Yeah. Uh, but to provoke one another in love and to meet together, which is something I think so many of us have fallen out of the habit of doing. Mm-hmm. Simply mm-hmm. being together as body of Christ. And in our COVID response and everything, that idea of worship together, uh, giving, praying, um, are all holy habits in some yeah. wonderful way. Well, your ha- yours had habit in it, and that that word jumped off the page for me of mm-hmm. how can we provoke holy habits? Yeah. How can mm-hmm. we provoke the habits of showing up for one another, 
caring for one another, praying for one another. Even um, we're in the season of stewardship in our church when we think about how we serve the Lord with our prayers and our presence, our gifts, our witness, our service. Those pledges of our kind of a response to our baptism, mm -hmm. which is seems to be part of this text too, that we've been baptized. Right. And yeah. because of our it's baptism, yeah. we live in a certain way. We, mm -hmm. we are different people. We our ne we we are witnesses to our neighbors on a Sunday morning when we get in our car and mm -hmm. we drive down the drive when we go out and they go oh they must be going to church <laughs> you know or whatever it is Wednesday nights or that small group study that we're a part of or whatever it is that we get to go and do mm -hmm. and thank goodness we're kind of in a space in our in this whole pandemic season where many can go and do more yeah. now which is yeah. not everybody but a lot of folks can and i give thanks for that yeah this past sunday we celebrated all saints sunday and we celebrated the lives of so many beloved people in our community and i looked out uh, as we were all naming names and remembering those who we have lost and i saw several people tearing up i saw um kind of pats on the back and hugs break out as we mm -hmm. saw familiar names and as I was watching people mingle and greet one another as we passed the peace of Christ, I thought to myself, where else would these people have ever crossed paths? Mm -hmm. um, these people who work at banks or some who work at the university, some who are retired, mm -hmm. some children, mm -hmm. some people who commute from out of town. There's no other place other than the church where all of the people who are gathered would ever know each other except through the gift of gathering with other Christians like, um, like the writer of Hebrews mm -hmm. asks of mm -hmm. us. And I just was so touched by that experience yeah. of all saints yeah. and love and support and where else in the world do you come together and acknowledge that we've lost something really sacred mm -hmm. in our lives and and where else can you go and and mourn and cry and find hope together i mean yeah. you think about all the things <laughs> that happen within a church and I, and I was thinking you know um this was a couple of years ago we were singing a hymn and I, you know it was something reflecting it reflected in our scripture that day and i said where else do you go and just break out into song with other people you wouldn't do this in the checkout line at walmart you could try I mean, you could do it but they might haul you out or something <laughs> but i mean we you think about the gift that a church community provides and there's nothing else like it i mean yeah. it really is a gift that um that is so sacred and so beautiful and the fact that i love this this translation says so let's do it full of belief and confident that we're presentable inside and out let's keep a firm grip on all the promises of god and that keep us going i mean god keeps yeah. us going i like that yeah. and i think that, that idea of of the meeting together and the provoking one another towards love and good deeds uh just works so well together and and I think you're right. Sometimes we elicit that of, you know, <laughs> of uh, trying to, you know, almost uh, nag somebody or, or get somebody. Yeah. But but I was thinking too with this text, uh, a place that uh, Corey and I are familiar with, the Mobile Inner City Mission. Mm -hmm. um, that um, for years they've just been about um, having youth groups in, other groups in, just to paint houses in that neighborhood. And what they discovered is not, I don't think. Uh, unique to them, but if they um, have a group come in and paint one house and do yard work around one house uh, mm -hmm. on a street, then other houses on the street seem to follow yeah. suit. Mm -hmm. That it's not knock on doors saying, hey, you need to take care of all this. Right. But when one house um, kind of gets um, need and kind of uh, work is being done and it kind of encourages 
others to do the same. And I think it the same with us that if we take care of what God is calling us to do mm-hmm. uh, and serve in those ways, then I think sometimes that's the best way to encourage and yeah. provoke others that, hey, let me help you. Let me join in. Uh, not only what you're doing, but what what God is doing here. That I want to be be a part of that. Yeah, like that. Yeah, I think that's one of the things that I think we often struggle with, particularly as modern people, that um, living a life of faith, belonging to the church or belonging to Christ's body, however you want to think about it, um, is always a team sport. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. can't do it alone. You shouldn't do it alone. It's very difficult alone. Um, but when you're surrounded by other people, you mm-hmm. are kind of provoked to love and service mm-hmm. and kindness and faithfulness. And I think that that is so important. And I also acknowledge that that is so difficult. So mm-hmm. difficult. Mm-hmm. Well, and in that moment in Scripture that we often quote about where two or three are gathered, Jesus is there. Mm-hmm. That is a moment that comes in community. I mean, and it comes in not just with Jesus showing up in the middle of conflict or in the middle of pain. It's Jesus showing up in the middle of where where people yeah. are needing help and forgiveness or reconciliation or encouragement or love. And even the Holy Spirit, when you read the New Testament, the Holy Spirit always seems to show up in community, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. where the people of Acts are gathered. It's, the, it's this idea of... God shows up where the people are, where the gathered people come to worship. And that's yeah. it's a, just kind of a practice of, it's not just our holy habit, it seems to be God's. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's always a good thing. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I'm reminded yeah. of a quote I saw not long ago from Leonard Tweet, uh, who said, I think I'm going to get this right, that Jesus is not lessons to be learned, but a life to be lived. Mm. And so, in other words, life to be lived together. Yeah. But it's not just you know the the moral teachings of Jesus, but it's truly um, allowing God's Spirit within us and connecting with God, connecting with each other in yeah. that way. That it's a life to be be lived. It's not just um, you know just kind of little lessons to be learned and yeah. checked off. So it's it's nice that we're not. Jesus is not just this list of rules, mm-hmm. or our faith is not just a something we memorize or practice in the, in, on our own it's yeah. lived out with one another mm-hmm. in community yeah. yeah well I am thankful that I get to live it out with both of you and with all of you we are so thankful for you you make running this race of faith so much Amen. more joyful mm-hmm. so we're thankful for you we hope that wherever you are you have a great rest of your day and a great rest of your week and I would love to pray for us as we close out. Right. Loving God, thank you for the gift of community, for the gift of hope, for the gift of Jesus, where we know that um, we can confidently come to you, not because of who we are, but because of who you are. So God, on this day, we ask that you would help us to cling very closely to that promise. In Christ's name we pray, amen. We hope you have enjoyed this episode of Clergy Conversations with Auburn United Methodist Church. Check back next week for our next episode. For more information about Auburn United Methodist Church, please visit our website at aumc.net.